This is a HeadGum Original. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Sunshade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her. Time to drag her. Drag her. My good lord. Oh my god. Let me let my North Carolina out real quick. I am plum excited to be here with uh, good Judy. You're listening to the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast available to you on the internet. I know there seems like there's so many, but there aren't. I am Mono Agapian and I am gagged to be in uh, welcoming I, the elephant queen, the diva. <laughs> You fell in love with her on three different seasons of Drag Race. It's Eureka Ohara. Hey, baby. Hi, kids. Big hey. Mama is in the house, honey. Children. Yeah. Eureka, I am so excited. I have a million things to say. Let's just start by saying We're Here is coming out this Friday, November 25th. And I can't wait to see the first episode. It's going to be amazing. I think people are really going to be shocked at just how important it is and how relevant it is right now more than ever mm-hmm. uh, with everything going on, sadly. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's also just, girl, without Drag Race, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I love that we're talking about it on the Drag Race recap page and just so many elements to what we're doing right now in this moment is so exciting for me. So I'm excited to talk with you today. It is. I agree. You're, sh- you're I just had Layla on. I just had Layla McQueen on Aww. recently and um so excited. Um, I know she, she's beating Bob's mug usually. Do you have someone oh. beat your mug or do you do your own? Uh, no. So I have a makeup artist because honestly, mm-hmm. what you learn is when you're on set, it takes such a, um, added stress off of you. Mm-hmm. When you have a makeup artist to like make sure your makeup's good when you're in these all terrain, right. you know, conditions. So like we'll be in the middle of like a town in the in the summertime, sweating to death, like running up the side of a mountain, <laughs> trying to climb rocks and shit in full drag. So it's hard <laughs> for us to touch ourselves up in the middle of right. nowhere. So having someone physically on hand to make sure we're kept together is what <sighs> keeps us so fierce. Isn't it so, cool um, that you like you you're like obviously like you come into the public eye being a star, but like becoming more of a star, you get those things you deserved all along. You know what I mean? You're getting that treatment that you deserved all along, but now you've like really earned it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really um, validating to what mm-hmm. I've done, how hard I've worked. Because mm-hmm. I have worked my fucking fat ass off. <laughs> I've actually started losing weight to prove it, you know? Because <laughs> um, All-Star 6, I was at my biggest after the pandemic. You know, it was a really hard time for all of us. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But- Did you? How was your experience? I mean, you've, you've done the show three times. We love to see you on the show. How, how was it doing it this last time? Well, the third season has just been... It's just been, you know, there's so many words that are coming to my mind, but I guess I'll just say incredible. 
mm-hmm. life changing for me. Um, you know, but I've also implemented and changed a lot of things and um, habits about my life. You know, mm-hmm. right before we started filming season three, I actually um, had a 45 day stint in rehab mm-hmm. where I cleansed my spirit and my body and my nose and my <laughs> belly from alcohol. And um, I was reading about that. Good for you. Congrats. Yeah, but mostly therapeutically too. You know, mm. I had, I didn't realize how much childhood trauma and so many things that were still, I was suffering with, I guess, that I had never really addressed um, in my adult life that was really hindering me from um, succeeding and being able to focus, you know, and I lost my mother and my grandmother, Mm -hmm. which were the two women that, you know, they were there for me when the rest of the world was against me growing up in East Tennessee, you know, and they supported me and defended me. And when I lost them, it was like, I didn't have anyone to show off to anymore, I guess, or like Mm. like proud. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what am I doing this all for? And I just went to a really dark place, you know, Mm. and, but luckily, I had some. I found the Big Mama spirit, which I just released a song called Big Mama. Um, <gasps> Available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find good music. That's my girl, honey. You already know. And um, <laughs> it was inspired by those people that showed up for me in yeah. my life. And it's it's mostly a song that's inspired by my mother and my grandmother and like these powerful, strong, big women. But also how that Big Mama spirit lives in all of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. We don't have moms or dads. Sometimes it's uncles or aunts or friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they're those people for us. And and I still have that spirit within me too. You know, so you'll have to check it out. It's it's a really fun bop. And we'll we'll put the me. link in the podcast description. So click below wherever you're listening. Thank you. Get into yeah. it. I can't wait. It's featuring um real quick, I just want to mention Caden. Uh, Katie Caden oh. from The Voice and Sarah Potenza from The Voice and America's Got Talent are also featured. Work. On the song, so it's you know three powerful feminine presences and voices, and you know I actually use my natural voice. I don't do camp drag for this song at all. So it's actually like what would be considered probably my cisgender male voice, mm. um, which I was really afraid of for a long time because it's so masculine. I really mm-hmm. celebrate in the song too, which is really fun for me. But just a side note. <laughs> I know. I love that. I mean, you bring that up. I mean, obviously, I follow you online and I you mm-hmm. are stoning. I have a million questions, but I I love watching you play in gender expression. Like, I feel you like know, you've been doing that more and more lately. Yeah. You know, I have found myself in the last year of my life and working on We're Here, you know, asking mm-hmm. how season three went for me. It was life-changing. I worked with one of my daughters on the show Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of became a situation where the student became the teacher. Wow. And I just saw my life um, projected in front of me working with this person. Um, She was a trans woman named Mandy Mm -hmm. and I can't wait for the world to see it. Um, But that's all I'm going to say for now, just because I really want people to like learn my story story and I'm going to tell my story. Yeah. And I want to tell my story when I'm ready. Cool. I'm kind of taking some time to like prepare myself and just exist yeah. before I'm ready to like answer questions. Does I that love sense? that. I love that work. I mean, I, I love that. Life is long. Life is long. You got time, girl. You know I, what? And 
Huh. As long and as short as life is, you're not wrong, you know, because yeah. I'm 32 years old mm-hmm. and hopefully I live much longer. And if I don't, at least I did it to the best of my ability. <laughs> you know, and with it. us losing queer lives lately, it's just, it puts things into perspective. Just take one day at a time, you know, and do it your way. It has been it so gutting. Obviously these losses, uh, it's been so gutting. We don't have to dwell no. on it, but I want to say... I want to remember those we lost. And I want to say I'm remembering the strength of those um, who stood up. I think it's so funny and poetic that like the people who were mocked for being quote unquote feminine or pansies are the one who stopped, uh, stopped someone doing something so violent. I think that's something that says something so beautiful about our queer community. Well, I don't know if it's beautiful or if it's just the truth. We've been, defending ourselves since we could, you know, walk and sashay into a room in mm-hmm. kindergarten. As soon as the parents started making comments about mm-hmm. us as queer kids, as soon as we heard, oh my God, your kid's going to be gay. Before mm-hmm. we even knew what gay was, we mm-hmm. were labeled and picked at by adults who were supposed to be learning from. And we do. And a lot of times, um, these children, these people learn that discrimination and that hate and that misunderstanding, that mm-hmm. uneducation. Oh, don't get me on my soapbox. I get so I'm with you. I can't. I look back on it and oh. I don't even I, I don't even realize how how unprotected I was, you know. OK, so did you go to school in Tennessee? Did go did to you? school in Tennessee. And I don't want to say anything shitty about our parents or anything. If they didn't really know any better either. Sure. You know, because there's just not. There's never been any formatting or exposure set in place, you know, but luckily I get to be part of a generation now and mm-hmm. the younger generation, even more than ever, which is queerer than ever, thank God, mm-hmm. um, that's noticing and taking action. And hopefully, you know, at some point we can make some serious strides before we're restricted even more. It just, things like Sunday happen and mm-hmm. it makes me realize that we're vulnerable still. Yeah. You know, it makes like- me feel like, Sometimes we feel a little invincible, like we're unstoppable. And then next thing you know, one of my friends from North Carolina, Barrett, was one of the guys that got shot. Luckily, he didn't get killed in the Colorado um, situation that happened this last Sunday. But -hmm. that's someone that would come to my shows and drive me to my gigs, and I could have lost him. And they'll be living with that trauma for the rest of their life. It's just sad. And, you know, we work with someone on this season of We're Here um that was there during the pulse shooting mm-hmm. too you know and it's a very powerful story because he's afraid to go to these safe spaces now yeah you know so um, again it's, it's a shame it is a shame you know i can run at the mouth so you just talk over me when you need to well so i just want to know i'm with you i just want to say i'm with you i grew up in north carolina i also felt like there just was no there was no poster wow. child for people like protecting us or advocating for us. Like, I feel like I remember getting picked on and, you know, people just being like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're, you're going to get picked on. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, 
complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or $750 per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Have you have you seen that movie? Um, have you watched that movie on Netflix where the crawdads sing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So it's a really interesting, but it's based in North or South Carolina. I can't remember, but uh-huh. it's about this girl who gets left by her family, and she basically ra- raises herself. Mm-hmm. And they try to pin a murder on her because she's so misunderstood by her community. <sighs> which, luckily, in the end, um, they find her not guilty, which shows the power of observation and the few that are supportive conquering the many and it was just so relatable to what's happening now in our community Mm -hmm. because luckily even though there are a lot of people that just are they just don't know any better you know and and once we get an opportunity to explain ourselves and help people understand that we're like them that our intentions are not malice i do think that their minds can be changed i do think that they can better understand us if they ever get the opportunity to be educated on who we are, not just be sewn up in this idea of the fear tactic of who queer people are, you know, like we're predatorial, like we're, 
trying to hurt their family or their moral code or their children. We don't want your kids, baby. We don't want Mama, your kids. Honey. I never been. I was never molested at a drag show. No, but I was at church. That's the app. That's what everyone is. By the way, I'm like done. I'm done with it being like the, the one place you we don't hurt you. You come to our places and hurt us like we can't even go in our stupid little gay bar and have our own fucking kiki. You have to come actively hurt us. You know what gay people aren't doing? Shooting up churches. They're not doing that. No, you know, it's we funny. barely show up to the church. Yeah, because we don't feel loved. I remember being ostracized and abandoned by the people that I went to church with every day. When I was growing up, when I came out of the closet, I was literally, you know, I, I wasn't banned from the church, but I was so mistreated that I didn't want to go. You know, my own best friend's parents would call my part. Now that I look back on it, it's crazy. Would call my personal cell phone at, at 15 years old, 16 years old. And be like, how dare you bring the devil within you inside my house? And you're a, a monster and you're going to hell. We're all damn. And like to my own personal phone. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to show my mom because I knew my mom would go whoop their ass or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I even hid it from her because I was trying to save my friendship with my best friend mm-hmm. that was my childhood best friend. And then he wasn't even, he literally wasn't allowed to talk to me. He talked to me one time and the next day I came in the gym and he had welts all down his back where his father was beating the gay sin out of him. And I told on him and then that really got him going. You know, I won't name names, but I'm just saying, you know, people can get really intense and crazy, but they truly believe these things. They're, you know, people are, they convince themselves that what they're thinking is reality. And I'm just like, no, you need to be told differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, like the gentleman who, like the, the unarmed veteran for, I'm just giving it for an example, right? That unarmed no, veteran please. who helped out in the bar was, you know, a straight gentleman who had, who had a relationship with queer people and understood them on a deeper level. And it's like, we just, I, like you're saying, we can connect. We can build a bridge. We it just takes a little bit of education and a, and less of this rhetoric that reinforces people, quote unquote, defending their faith by I don't know killing people. It's really it's wow. it's it's blah blah. Well, and it's it's just the fear tactic where it puts people in this fight or flight mode of like they feel like they have to protect themselves from us which instills this fear and then anger like maybe they were traumatized by someone in mm-hmm. their past but mm-hmm. then it it fuels their anger towards us because they don't know how to express who they are a hundred percent you know what i mean let's say the closeted boys you know a lot of times it's that situation i think that's what kind of came to the surface after the pulse incident Mm-hmm. Was like it? that that famous reverend years and years and years ago. I forget who it was the famous reverend who was like got caught using like speed and GHB with a male prostitute, and he had spent his whole life preaching about how homosexuals are sin. Well, it's and like, that's just because. And what I realized too this season on we're here, even with my gender, was mm-hmm. that the battle within oneself mm-hmm. is so much more toxic and scary than fighting with the world. Mm-hmm. It's really true. And I've been there. I understand. That's how we can relate in a way. 
Yeah, and we, we, we gotta, hide things from ourselves. Like you were saying earlier, I agree with that. Like you hide shit from yourself where you thought you thought you were laughing about it and you look a little deeper and you're like, oh, the laughter was covering something. Yeah, you think you're joking about it and letting it go, but really you're just burying it deep inside and kind of putting it into this pit of despair that uh-huh. you're going to climb into later and cuddle up with it. Uh-huh. Sometimes that we, we stick with what's comfortable and sometimes those feelings are more comfortable than um, confronting them. Sadly, yeah. You know, and you're a lot so, of times you're just true. so good at it on We're Here. Keep going. You're so good at having those real moments with people on We're Here. Well, I think it's just because I try to be honest with them and I try to be open. And you know, this season more than ever, I was um, available and present. You know, mm-hmm. processing some of my own shit. You know, working on We're Here, have, taking a look into people's lives and what they went through, also helped me mirror back into my own existence and the mm-hmm. way I was raised. And as I was giving these people advice, they always say, you know, you can give great advice, but you can't take it. Right. But I started taking my own advice and started processing things and going to therapy and talking to people and, you know, realizing that I, I might have some mental issues because of the things and the trauma that I've been through. And that's okay. Yeah. And those feelings are valid. Don't hide yeah. from them. Isn't that wild when you show, you start showing yourself the love you've been showing everyone else? Like, and why that, why is that hard? Why is that hard for us? It's hard because we're told, well, you know, especially as queer people, we're taught from a very young age that there's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. You know, that us existing is wrong. Mm -hmm. So we're afraid of who we are. Mm -hmm. So we live in this realm of guilt for existing which is yeah. really sad and it's a scary place to live. You know. And I just don't I don't want to live in guilt and I don't want to live in guilt and fear. And you know, um, Nina Simone has a great quote that I get reminded of from Bob the Drag Queen often, which is about, you know, real freedom is letting go of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real freedom is letting go of fear. And it, when you beautiful. think about it, that's real, you know, that's the yeah. truth. And I think mm-hmm. even for these people that are um, misunderstanding who we are and fighting against us. They're, I don't think that they're terrible people necessarily. I mean, I, I, obviously, I think they've done some shitty shit, mm-hmm. but I think that they're just afraid. Yeah. I think at they're the root hurt. of it all, they're afraid, they're hurt, they're scared, and they're acting out. Mm-hmm. And this is how they've been taught to react. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've, had to, get, we've had to walk on eggshells and learn mm-hmm. how to react in different ways. And isn't it we funny how, like, that. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say it's reverend. Like, it's also going back to we're here. Like, with Reverend, yeah. your friend, the Reverend Craig Duke, I believe his name is, who yes. was mm-hmm. sh- showing what love. What are your pronouns? I'm sorry. What are your pronouns? <laughs> oh, mine. I I'm I use he they. He they. Okay. Yeah. Thank well, you. Which do you prefer in this context? Because I was going to say, all right, mister, but I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really comfortable with all pronouns, frankly. You know, what's your full name? uh, Mono Agapian. Mono Agapian. What a name. Thanks. Yeah. That's a fucking (laughs) show business name. Mono (laughs) Agapian. Damn. You know, when you grow up with your name, you're just like, ugh, you roll your eyes at it. But no, when you have quite a radio DJ voice, you should definitely be doing this. Oh my God. W X R P R P R P. Okay. I'm ready. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here and we're here. I just think it's so cool that, um, I mean, you did everything you could for the Reverend Craig Duke. That's all I want to say. And unfortunately, his own 
people turned their back on him, which I think is like really says a lot about those people not supporting each other and our community supporting people. Well, you know, his people is a really interesting way of saying that. I don't agree necessarily with the wording just because his people were the people of that community period. And Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people in that community, queer based specifically that had fundraisers for him. Mm-hmm. They helped him and his family get back on their feet, raised mm. over $50,000 because they were left homeless because um, he was living in the, you know, the congregational home as the pastor for that church, mm-hmm. his, his family, him and his wife and his daughter. And so he had dreams of starting like a queer inclusive camp that was Christian based and things like that, because he wasn't allowed to have those conversations at the mm-hmm. camp he was working at. I literally wasn't even allowed to meet him at the camp he was working at at the time Mm -hmm. because we were a queer based show. Mm -hmm. Um, And now he's been able to explore those opportunities and use his voice in the spiritual realm um, for positivity towards queer people, which is really important because I think that's, especially for Southern queer people, um, that's where a lot of the root of that self-hatred comes from Mm -hmm. is religion, you know? Yeah. Work. Well said. Well said. Can I, did I see you on Dancing with the Stars last night? Yes. Eureka! I was with Team Shanji, honey, me and LaGanja. That was amazing. Support. So yeah, it was the whole thing. So me and LaGanja were amazing. like, thank you. So we were harassing Shanji like, oh my God, we want to come support Final mm-hmm. Night. Um, and so I was going to come and, you know, be there. Well, uh-huh. she randomly decided, you know, a uh, half a week ago, maybe she was like, Oh, bitch, I want my sister. Y'all going to be there? You're going to be in this number because I'm bringing drag to dance with the stars. I love you know, it. Was it was a goal. genius. It was a genius final piece. It was like, yeah. I played your game. Now I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. And that, you know, honestly, it was such an amazing experience. You know, there was definitely some heteronormative energy there, but <laughs> it was also <laughs> nice to see so many people there that was rooting for Shangela. A lot of people in that heteronormative space that you wouldn't even. You, you know, like Selma Hyatt, so many people that mm-hmm. were like, truly, you could tell, appreciating what Shangela was doing and yeah. enjoying it. And it was really beautiful to watch. Now, granted, there were some smirky faces here and there and Ew. some comments, you know. What? And, and like they what? Were, well, it was, you know, it wasn't nothing too crazy. It's just, you know, when we're, when you're us, we can pick up on energy. And uh-huh. I was treated, don't tell me, don't let me fool you. I was treated incredibly. You know, yes. but I could, I could sense the energy here and there with certain, you know, certain behind the scene type people, but there were so, there was so much love that it was clouded. Got it. You know, I got um, it. Yeah. And it was a beautiful experience. I don't know why I should have even said that, but it's the truth. No, I'm you know? with you. But it's just something we live with all, every day. Yeah. There's judgment in every space, you know, but the overwhelming support and love was what mm-hmm. we were focused on. And yeah. she just, she really powered through and wanted to do everything she could. And she invited me and her sister, Laganja to perform with her. And it was just, it was an honor, you know, and was she awesome. was such, she's such an incredible person and mm-hmm. professional anyway, that like, I had a full on allergy fit right before we went on stage and I was like freaking out because my nose was running, my eyes was watering. I was just like, you know, I'm a spiritual person. So I prayed to my God, us, 
you know, and I was like, please, please, please let, let these, my nose dry up just for a moment. I just need five minutes. I just need five minutes in this thing. <laughs> and sure enough, my eyes stopped watering and I was uh-huh. able to pump through, you know? And then I after I was it. like, Laganja sis, can I get a ride? I gotta go. Girl, I'm going Girl, through it. I- my nose was running the whole way home, but you know what? Damn. We got through it. We pushed through. And, and you still dropped into a split. Oh, yeah. Mama's back. I've been taking, I've been doing uh, that vitamin song from Queen Herbie. Okay. Honey, I've been taking care of myself. The I don't know about this. Okay. Well, it's, it's a really fierce song. Um, but no, since I got sober, you know, I've just, mm. I also found out that I had diabetes, mm-hmm. which is why I was like very, laggish and i couldn't like get motivated because mm-hmm. as soon as i would eat my sugar levels were out of whack and mm-hmm. it was so i thought that i needed you know alcohol and drugs and things to keep me going when really i needed a health checkup <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so it, i don't you know i'm not necessarily saying anyone's wrong for drinking and releasing and having fun if you have control over what you're doing enjoy yourself but mm-hmm. i was not in control for a moment i was allowing mm-hmm. myself to give in to the mm-hmm. easiest outlet possible, yeah. you know, instead of taking the time to put in the work to take care of myself. And it's really done wonders for me. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And I'm flexible bitch back in a split full force. Oh my God. I was God. impressed too. He's clacking about. Yeah. I know. Do you, you feel fine? I'm not even sore or nothing. Damn. I'm a little tired, but. Yeah, my yeah. muscles ain't hurt, and I was stretched out and ready. I was like, Damn. ooh, mama's bad, honey. Watch <laughs> out. Well, since this episode of Drag Her is called Fuck My Drag, I want to ask you. F- fuck my drag, right? Fuck my, fuck drag. my drag. Tell right? me something. <laughs> tell me something you're obsessed with that has nothing to do with drag, drag race, anything like that. It can be a current obsession, an always obsession. Okay. Okay. Well, my current obsession is everything pink and, mm. um, and home decorating. Like I just got a house in Vegas and I'm like Ooh, obsessed congrats. with organizing and cleaning and like making an oasis home space for myself. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. <gasps> um, and I'm also super obsessed with Charlize Theron. <laughs> She's um, amazing. She She's transforms. She's also like been such a sweet, supportive person for me because you know one of oh. her kids, Jackson, yeah. is non-binary, cool, and of color. So she faces a lot of issues sometimes in that realm, and I think that she finds we're here as a good show to like educate herself and also share that with her child where they can relate. And so she's been a very she's supportive amazing. person of our show too. Yeah, and I'm. So I'm really just obsessed with some of the the famous people that have been obsessed with we're here. Like um, Cardi B posted about it last season. Nick Dodani from Atypical showed up. Um, I can't remember what's his name that was in the wheelchair from Glee. Brandon, Uh, maybe? Yes, Diva Lintra. He was uh, just on Celebrity Drag Celebrity Drag Race. Kevin Hale. Kevin Hale. No, no, Kevin. No, that's not a name. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on, I'm googling it, girl. Hold on. Google. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Know and while we you got say that, while you... in our hands. <laughs> oh, his he... name is Oh Kevin McHale. McHale. Okay, work. Yes, my mom. Work. Okay, I love that. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible, I just need to repeat this because it is such a good show. There's no other show that makes me laugh and cry back to back to back to back like we are here. Just every time. I love that. We try to take you through all the emotions, but also like this season, I think people are going to be shocked by we're here because we really focus on the root issues to educate, but also make it fun to watch. And we don't want it to just be a big cry fest. We Mm. definitely want you to pull at your heartstrings, but we also want you to understand that like, we're also fun people and we're not trying to victimize ourselves. The rest Mm. of the world has already made us victims. We're trying to celebrate who we are. And I think that season three really showcases some empowering moments, which I think is going to have people like really rooting for people and themselves at the TV, which is the goal. You know, that's why we only did six episodes so that we could really focus on these towns and go full force. And baby, when I tell you, we went balls to the wall this season. (laughs) And you're there for like two weeks at a time. So it's a lot of work for a single episode. It is a lot of work, but you know, it's also a lot of elements that we're trying to put together. Like Mm -hmm. we come up with a cut, you know, me and my sisters, we have our own teams, designers, makeup, all that. We, Mm -hmm. we all produce our own show numbers and our children's show numbers. And we have to find out who these people are, what their story is. And we like to try to marry, you know, the performance with a part of what they're going through or what their experience has been Mm -hmm. so that this performance can also be like, artistic therapeutic expression you know what i mean Uh like it can represent something and they can you know leave a message or you know we try to go a little deeper route with drag which is fine you know there's always that little nudge nudge joke but at the same time sometimes it's just about the emotion that's emoted and yeah you'll really see that with one of bob's kids like the first time ever we had a drag, Bob had one of her drag children perform by themselves. Oh, cool. Just them on stage, no one else. And it's one of the most powerful performances you will ever see. And it will make people understand, I think a little better Mm -hmm. why we do drag. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my God. We're here this Friday, November 25th. Get into that first episode and then keep watching every single week. Thank you so much for showcasing yes, our show. And absolutely. I have some I stupid questions for you before before we go. In okay. the grand tradition of Tyra Banks, I want I want to ask you some very dumb questions based on your name. Okay? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Feel free to throw them at me. Eureka Oscara. What's your favorite spooky film? 
Um, I would say Leprechaun. <laughs> yes, he's so funny and rude. He's funny, but also, bitch, when I was growing up, I would literally have nightmares on St. Patrick's Day. I would wake my mom up. She slept in a waterbed, bless her heart, because I think that's what gave her back problems. Oh, no. But, yeah, um, they're not good. They were not good for you. But I would wake her up by shaking her waterbed, just crying, because I was so afraid of that little leprechaun. <laughs> he's, he's horrible looking. And my mom loves scary movies, so every St. Patrick's Day, we watch leprechaun movies. I love that. I mean, part uh, part three, I love. It's the one in Vegas. Obsessed. Oh, the one in Vegas where he explodes her boobs and her lips yes! and everything. What are you talking about? That lady is incredible. That was <laughs> in space. Camp. It's Billy That's Campy. Camp. And it's Leprechaun really... in Space. I loved it because I wanted to be the princess so bad. Yeah. I thought oh, she yes. was so glamorous. And one of the sergeants does drag. Yes. In that yes. movie. Yeah. Yes. And then he comes out of a man's dick in that movie. Oh, it's amazing. He does. Yes. Girl, that, they don't make camp like that no more. They don't get it anymore. They don't get that it. Is okay. camp, girl. I might have to watch one of those just for fun. But you don't, but yeah, don't give yourself any nightmares though. I, okay. Well, I don't know. I might be okay now. <laughs> Eureka Ochera. What's your favorite piece of furniture? Okay. Honestly, you say chair. I need a good, sturdy steel chair, to mm-hmm. be honest. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big girl. I have broken 17 to 19 chairs in my life. Uh-huh. I think I have, I've kept count for the most part. Um, <laughs> don't give me no fo- no uh, foldable aluminum plastic no. chair shit. Girl, if you see Eureka coming, find a chair with four legs and like still a- reinforced. I'll never like forget. Like those director literally. chairs that. Oh, uh, no. Though, no. No, those. Sometimes when I have my body on, I will. I have fully collapsed a director's chair before on set. <laughs> Shangela literally, she saw me last night before we were going on because we were waiting uh-huh. in the in the breezeway. And mm-hmm. she said, Sissy, you want me to get you a different chair? And this yeah. bitch literally in her dance costume goes uh-huh. hunting and comes back. With a normal chair, yes. it's like a steel, like one of the lighting right. guys' chairs. legs. Uh-huh. And it was like one of, a normal, short, like steel barred <laughs> and was like, here, sissy. And I was like, bitch, you know me too well. She said, I saw that chair leaning, sissy. I knew you was uncomfortable because I was literally like hanging on mm-hmm. by a cheek and a prayer <laughs> on that director's chair. I hate that shit. Bitch. Oh, that's funny. Okay, here, Eureka... Oh, Swera, what's your favorite cuss word? Um, I would say it's probably bitch. I mm. love the word bitch. Being bitch. in total control of herself. There you go. Honey. It can be fun. It can total. be mean. Yeah, girl, it's it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. I just, I love the term bitch. Me too. Me too. Bitch! Okay, Eureka Ostera, what kind of guy makes you gawk? You know, honestly, I like tall, mm-hmm. skinny boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love like, a, a Jack Skellington. I, I like a Jack Skellington. I want them to be polar opposite for me mm-hmm. because I'm tall and thicker than a snicker. So I need them to be like tall and slick. Mm-hmm. You know, like and, a Twix. And, yeah, like a Twix stick, honey. And I want them to be able to knot up with me like a like a knot, you know? Yeah. So that way I can like scoop them up and wrap them up, but yet they're still tall Ooh. enough to like look me in the eyes. You Ooh. know, and and I like to also I because I'm a I'm a big mama spirit for sure. So I like mm-hmm. to like make someone also feel safe. 
because I'm a protector. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also I like a little that. furry. I love I that like you hair. want someone different because we all know the gays date their twins all the time. It's so nice to date someone different. No, I would never fuck myself. No. <laughs> I love myself, but I would never fuck myself. You don't want to fuck yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. healthy. I think that means no. you're not an egomaniac. No, girl, I'm not into it. I would be like, no, sis. We can be besties, <laughs> but nah. Yeah, nah. We'll break nah. too many chairs together, babes. We can't do it. No, bitch. Could you imagine? Girl, we can Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part. So, okay, you, Sheika O'Hara, what drag trend are you currently obsessed with? Um, What drag trend am I currently obsessed with? That's a mm-hmm. good question. You know, I just, I don't know what the latest drag trends are just because I'm so obsessed with just like that old school high glam drag mm-hmm. that like I never follow the trends because I'm always like trying to pay homage mm-hmm. to like historical high glam over the top buffoonery drag. Yeah. You know, I'm just that girl. I want shape. I love it. You do it well. I want shape. Girl, and uh, well, I can tell you what trend I don't like. Ooh, I like that. Tell me that. Girl, I love y'all. <laughs> and I know the skinny girls can get away with it. Uh-huh. But these big girls not wearing titties is a mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, ma'am. Don't, girl, if you're going to get up in the drag, it's just my opinion. You can do uh-huh. whatever kind of drag you want. But mm-hmm. if you're a big girl, put some titties on. If you're going to have hip pads on, put titties on. Mm-hmm. If you ain't mm-hmm. if you ain't gonna do nobody at all, I get that more. But don't mm-hmm. put all the effort in to have the ass and the hips and then have no titties on. <laughs> that looks crazy. <laughs> you look like an I alien, bitch. I mean, <laughs> if that's what you're going for, then cool. But I don't think that's what you're striving for, girl. You think you're kind, bitch. I'm over here like, dude, you look crazy. <laughs> I love it. Do you have one good and faithful tit pad, or you must have a bevy of tit options? No, you know what's crazy is I have the same bra uh-huh. that is stuffed with polyfill that I've worn in drag since I was 20 years old. Hell yeah. And I just switched the polyfill out in it. And I'm obsessed with it. It is the jankiest, craziest, like <laughs> the hooks are hanging on for dear life, but you can ask my assistant or anyone. I will not let go of this <laughs> bra. It was the first bra my drag mother, Jacqueline St. James, ever gave me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up stuffing it because I wanted big titties like hers. I love it. I and love it. It goes underneath all my other bras to give mama these big old to-go tonsures, honey. I love it. You need some reliable pieces in your drag closet because you're spending so much money on the new garments. You need something oh. where you're making the coins back. Girl, and these kids are not afraid to charge a bitch for a costume because I'm also big. My mm-hmm. costumes range anywhere from fifteen hundred to five thousand a piece. Yowza! Each costume, bitch, you could buy yourself a used car no, for some of the ma'am. drag I buy in this house. Do, are you yeah. going back into your reserves at this point and just like because if I was you, that's what I would be doing? Or are you continually making new shit? I try to, but you know, with TV and social media, mm-hmm. if you if you rewear shit all the time, bitch, people mm-hmm. don't are not into it. Like you can only rewear stuff so many times, you know, plus it's also creating stuff as a part of the fun for me. And I Mm -hmm. invest a lot of what I make back into my art form. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes me different from a lot of people because it takes a lot of money to make Eureka so fabulous. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, and I choose to invest a lot into her to keep her fucking fabulous and keep showing up and wowing the kids because I don't want anyone to ever expect what I'm going to turn out and look like. You have been gagging us for many years now. Like I, seasons, ever since season nine, you have been absolutely flooring us with what you can do with a drag look. I, uh, I, that I really fucking hound's that. tooth, that fucking hound's tooth Raiden number is still burnt into my brain. Thank I you. Mean, yeah. It's really gaggy. So thank you for Oof. repping and reminding people big is beautiful. Girl, I had a my corset was so fucking tight for that runway. I couldn't breathe a single <laughs> second on that runway, but I didn't care. I In love those it. Stiletto We're, boots. Yeah. I looked like I was a twig, bitch. But my, oh my if y'all, if I didn't have makeup on, my head would have been purple. I'm sure. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Stilettos, pumps, pumps in, in the club. The club. Oh, yes! Yeah, we rockin' stilettos, ho. We rockin' stilettos, ho. We rockin' stilettos, ho. We rockin' stilettos, ho. I could literally talk to you forever. You are so funny. I know. You are delightful. I adore you. Eureka, remind us where we can support you online and where we can watch We're Here. Yeah, just make sure that you all are watching um, HBO for We're Here, and it will be streaming as well on HBO Max on November 25th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, And it will be available to stream anytime after that each week. There's also two seasons already out there, so if you all want to binge and catch up, you can if you all are late bloomers. But season three is going to be iconic. Also... All my social medias are at Eureka O'Hara. It's real easy, girl. Eureka like the vacuum cleaner. O'Hara like the Irish person I never met. Okay. And all those links will be in the pod description. So click below. Yes. And also please support my new production company. I just started called at House of Queens. Um, I'm hoping to produce some new content with some other sisters as well. We just produced my music video for Big Mama, which will be coming out December 22nd to line Mm -hmm. up with one of the episode releases for We're Here. And Mm -hmm. I just can't thank you enough for allowing me to be on your show today, baby. Girl, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, If you like Dragger Podcast, follow us at Dragger Podcast and give us five stars on the Apple Podcast reviews. It helps keep the lights on. Till next time, let the music play. Let the music play, but give us enough five stars, honey. Come on, five stars. Come five, on. Five stars across the board. Five, 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 five across five the board. Across the board. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Bye, baby. That was a HeadGum original.